Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth I am Maya Tewari. The episode today is about cultivating kindness in our speech. In fact, it is called Ahimsa of the Word or Ahimsa in our speech. In the Maitri Upanishad, it is said that words cannot describe the joy of the spirit whose spirit is cleansed in deep contemplation, who is one with her own spirit, and also only those who experience this joy know what it is. Habituations exist in the thought process and speech patterns of even great spiritual masters. This is a very difficult discipline to master. Because of karmic past, our vasanas, which are memories which we carry from previous lives that accompany us in every birth, we can depend on having habitual patterns, old patterns to deal with that we are not even aware of. Mastering impeccable speech and kindness within demands commitment to this humane art form. The ahimsa of speech is a ceaseless investment of awareness in our inner thoughts so that we can harvest a deep understanding of our own karmic nature and ancestral bearings so that we may dissolve all residue of hurt and unkind behavior which generally peeps through our responses to others. Each and every person, including our saints, need beloved friends, defined as those who are entirely impartial and who can mirror back our own witnesses when we fail to take heed. No one is so spiritually advanced that we have accomplished the complete art of Ahimsa. In my work with Living Ahimsa, I have come to realize that the commitment we must make each and every day to invest in kindness within ourselves, the pure love that ripples out from within to heal us and every person with whom we come into contact. In Living Ahimsa, we see that all actions begin in the mind. Every conflict, fight, battle or war, whether personal, political or otherwise, sprang from someone's disharmonious thought, followed by the physical enactment of that thought. Having experienced Ahimsa in our everyday life, we naturally move into cultivating that mind of nonviolence, that peaceful and awareful presence that recognizes the self and nature to be one. It is called acquiring 
the prasada buddhi prasada buddhi the mind plays a significant role in our actions and how we perceive ourselves and those around us it is through our mind that we can grow into wisdom or perpetrate ignorance and destruction often we use our mind to harbor toxic thoughts to alienate or respond to difficult dangerous hateful actions these types of thoughts whether they are responsive or not are toxic and they create the opposite of ahimsa which is himsa cruelty violence insensitivity and hurt which spills out around us to cause even more injury the network of energy in the cosmic sound system is so vast and so impeccable that it does not take much to carry on its wings the thoughts of each and every one of us because the subject of ahimsa is so very vast and because the purpose of our understanding must focus on one thought at a time on the limb of ahimsa for the purpose of this talk cultivating this mind of prasada buddhi which i mentioned earlier is so relevant especially in the future that we are embarking going forward in 2021 as i see it the first step toward practicing ahimsa is the power of speech to foster that spirit in ahimsa we need to be awakened to our own awareness to what is happening within us within our mind within our responses within what we consider egregious what we consider unfair and unjust and within what we consider to be impediments in our own lives granted these obstacles do exist these obstacles can be caused by so many that are out to create harm danger and destruction that force exists within our world and so we need to be even more careful with that i come from a place of having been put upon for more than a decade in the mountains of north carolina by the ignorant and the evil and the hateful and the dreaded obstacles and so i know what i'm talking about I speak from a very private and a very recent experience. When we allow our thoughts to go and sway in the direction of those hateful energies, then we are in ourselves participating in the grand act of terror in mother nature. The human voice was given as a divine instrument. 
It is so powerful. It is a foundational tool for living a life of kindness, of love, of expression, of art, of creativity, of fertility. It is the basis of our individuality and creative expression. However, the human voice is also our most misunderstood and perhaps misused largest. We take our voice for granted, using and abusing it for the most mundane, trivial and hurtful communications, and oftentimes responding to massively huge incidents as well. In these moments we forget to honor the divine instrument of ahimsa that is within us. The seers emulate the primordial sound in order to fashion the first human expression called Shruti in Sanskrit. The seers meaning the rishis, the Vedic ancients. Their cosmic revelation is heard called Shruti, S-R-U-T-I, is referred to as the word. The song of the Sama Veda informs us that verily, if there were no word, there would be no knowledge, neither of right or wrong, nor of truth or untruth, nor of the pleasing or the unpleasing. The word makes all that is known, known. The original word informed Vedic ritual speech, mantras, chants, and music all carry the cosmic rhythm and memory of the universe's entire experience. The Vedic seers declared that the spoken word, Shruti, as their most significant contribution to unfolding that science to humanity. Most ancient people left their imprint on history through the medium of precious materials, gold, silver, bronze, onyx, granite, riches. While time has eroded these monuments, the Vedic culture's rich legacy is that of the spoken word recited daily by an unbroken chain of generations in the language of Sanskrit, the wordology of Devanagari, which carries every symbol and stroke of the yantra, or impeccable mandala of the cosmic sound, as it is in the universe itself not created by the aspirations and inspirations of the human mind, but in fact understood by the Vedic seers and brought to life for us. Our voice is an extension of our prana or life force, conveying the rhythms of our thoughts it is largely through the spoken word that we can relate, interact, and connect to external environment. We're constantly using speech 
they negotiate our daily course throughout our days. And through speech, we also speak to the mind. The origin of speech in the Rig Vedas may be traced back to the goddess Vak, who is called the mother of the Vedas, later known as Saraswati. Vak is depicted as having four feet or aspects or pada, one of which is the force for rhythmic speech. We are told the rhythmic speech of the human voice was the first life-generating sound. Vak's cardinal rule of sound is never to stifle the natural expression of your inner voice. Imagine that we may create affirmations of our own as a way to remember the sanctity of our voice as an instrument of peace. Keep it in the foreground of your mind every time you use your voice. Here is a wonderful affirmation that I have used for many years. My voice is my most sacred power. I use it to express my truth May I remember to keep it harmonious. There is an ancient, incredible practice called Vak Tapasya that we practice as a meditation in the Vedic culture. It depends on our understanding of the inner sound and shows us how to nurture and express ourselves and direct our sound towards the natural vibration of the blood, the natural vibration of body, mind and spirit that gives us clarity and helps us to nurture ahimsa, kindness, mindfulness in our daily lives. Consider these Vedic principles regarding the way in which internal and external sound affects us on a physiologic and spiritual level. Sounds are gathered in the various pranas or breaths of the body. The 72,000 or so nadis, which are the nerve channels through which the prana flows, exist in the body and are all sound and vibrational sensitive. They function strictly through vibrational energy. Therefore, good sounds increase the vitality of these nadis. Pranas that are flowing through them also become more charged with vigor. When the pranas are healthy and filled with vitality, they stimulate healthy vital tissues and organ activity so that tranquility of the body and mind is achieved and maintained. Vital prana and harmonious sound work hand in hand. They travel through the mind like a great wave, revitalizing cells of the brain 
and inspiring the mind to produce fluent, clear and harmonious thought. Most of us are conscious of the food we eat, the air we breathe, the postures we emulate and other spiritual practices. Yet we are, remain unaware of the negative impressions we imbibe by the way of our senses from unwholesome talk or chaotic interaction or a barrage of discordant sounds we take in through all forms of life around us. Spend in the ahimsa of speech in the Vaktapasya. I ask you to spend 15 minutes or 10 minutes at the end of every day, allowing your mind to remain untethered, to run free. Notice whatever negative, hurtful thoughts may come up. Keep a notepad close to you and write down these thoughts and the persons or situation they concern, or simply review them in your mind and let them go. You must clear the record at the end of your sitting. You can allow your mind to be as angry and judgmental or unkind as it wants to be. Above all, be honest with what you're thinking. Repeat each negative thought out loud so that you may hear it. Then with the attitude of the prasada buddhi, of kindness in the mind, you may use this affirmation. I know that every negative thought reflects my own in a condition regardless of the outer experience. Just hold yourself in a kind space and do not chide yourself any further for having negative thoughts. It is part of the vasanas that we carry from life to life. It is part of the reality of life. It is natural to be anger at evil and dangerous and destructive forces, for they destroy. They destroy that which is beautiful. But most importantly, if we allow them to inhabit too much of the sphere of our sacred minds, then we can also stop seeing what is beautiful. And there is always boundless beauty as long as the sun shines and the moon glimmers in the night sky. As long as we have starry nights, as long as nature continues to bloom and hold us to her exquisite beauty, we know that there is beauty. One of the worst things in the world is to allow our negative responses to bad behavior and evil and destructive forces to keep us from recognizing the great, immense beauty that is always surrounding us. The seven sacred laws of speech in Ahimsa are do not be angry for too long, judgmental, 
and try not to use an aggressive tone. And if you do feel, feel if you do feel pressured to, to respond or speak in a way that you think may be hurtful to yourself or to another, try your best to restrain yourself from responding until you have managed to process that emotion for yourself. These are simple laws. They're not laws made by man, but they're the sacred spiritual laws of our nature. And in the process, may peace be your journey. And thank you for listening.